Welcome to What to Drink Podcast, where we pair anything and everything with your host, Connor Taylor, and producer, Bobby Deason. Uh, welcome to What to Drink, everybody. We're here to pair anything and everything. And you know, we're going to pair with flair. Ain't that right, Bobby? That is right. And I am looking at our glass right now. What do we have here? We've got oh, bubbles. we got some bubbles, my friend. we got... <laughs> Villa Sandy uh, Prosecco Rosé, mm. which is a, a re- relatively new category. Prosecco Rosé was created in 2020. Uh, and the pairing, let me paint it for you real quick. Sure. Pa- painting is, the pairing is date night with Yabu. Right? Ah. And I'm talking like before the date really gets going. Let's say you're at home and okay. you're trying to cook for your, your partner. Uh-huh. Maybe before that, you got like a little shark shark. Uh, plate out there. Ooh. You got a little uh, charcuterie going, right? What do we got on this plate? Uh, we probably got some small cheese, some delicate cheeses. Okay. All okay. Right. We might have some finger foods, okay? Okay. And you know what? We might even have a little small pastry. Oh, I like how you put the R on that. Yeah, pastry. pastry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you take yeah. the boy out of Dalton, Georgia. <laughs> you can't take the Dalton out of the boy. No doubt. Yeah, so you want something that can uh, pair with all these, all, all of these things. You got meatloaf's uh, I would do anything for love playing, right? <laughs> Classic so, song. So what pairs best with that? Well, rosé, right? Rosé, mm-hmm. bubbles, rom- que romantico, as we say. Oh. And we have the perfect person with us today to talk about all this. She is a fourth generation family member of, of, of a winemaking family, uh, the Villa Sandy Empire. Please welcome Diva Moretti Polagato, Export Area Manager for Villa Sandy. Diva Welcome. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Thank nice you so much you. for being here. Thank you. So what what do you think about this pairing, this date night situation? How'd we do? So I think Prosecco, especially Prosecco Rosé, goes well with any Italian appetizer and antipasti. In Italy, we enjoy it with uh, what you just said, with finger foods, with local cheeses, and small pastry goes super well. And why not some small sweet pastry as well? Some dessert goes, again, super well. Prosecco is the most versatile wine to pair. And Prosecco Roselle as well. So our pairing yeah. rule too is bubbles just clean, like cleanse the palate, right? They always mm-hmm. clean your palate and get you ready for another bite. Yeah. Um, would rosé be better than than just brut for for pairing? Or are they about the same? Because, I mean, the kind of rule is bubbles kind of they pair with almost anything. But which is there one better than yeah. the one better than the other. They're both very versatile. Prosecco rosé pairs super well if you have any fish dishes, for example, any smoked salmon. That will be one of my favorite pairings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has this acidity given by the Pinot Noir inside yeah. that uh, makes you even one one more glass, so one glass after the other. Right. And nice. our prosecco is also brute, so it's lower in residual sugar, and that makes it even easier to pair with food. Oh, Perfect. great, great. So I was actually um, looking at the website for pairings, and I saw uh, Red Snapper Livonese. And oh, I, thought I love that. That was a suggested <laughs> pairing, and I go, I don't know what this is, but yeah. I'm going to make it, and it okay. sounds like that would be a good pairing. What is Liv- Livonese? It's like it's capers and olives and stuff? Exactly. Oh. So it's made from Livorno. Livorno is a town in Italy, and they, uh, there they cook the fish with lemon, with capers, and some olives. 
Oh, wow. So if I'm cooking, maybe I'm going to ruin a red snapper is probably what would happen. I'd yeah. probably, uh, over, but that would, I feel like that would be a great, that'd be a really good pairing. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Well, uh, let's talk about you real quick. Actually, I kind of want to ask you about your last supper right now because we're talking about food and pairing. Can we, can we talk about your last supper? So here's a scenario. It's your last night on earth. You have committed a heinous crime. <laughs> In the States. You did in the United States where we've got the death oh penalty. Oh, no, actually, addition, yeah. I don't know why you did it I on your escape. trip to Atlanta. <laughs> but you did, and so tomorrow is execution. She murdered the podcast host. Yeah. <laughs> For being too lame. Uh, so what is, what are, what's your last supper? What are you eating and what are you drinking? So I'll definitely have a dish that contains Parmesan and a lot of Parmesan because I'm addicted uh. to Parmesan. Uh, She's so. actually eating Parmesan right now. <laughs> so I would have, I think, spaghetti al dente yeah. with tomato sauce, a nice homemade tomato sauce, mm -hmm. Parmesan, a lot, even chunks of Parmesan on she top. She wants the whole wheel. Yeah. The whole wheel. <laughs> and then what are you drinking? I'm drinking Cartizze La Rivetta, so the single vineyard Prosecco that we do. Oh, so good. Mm. Vintage. So oh. that will be... That's a, that's a good Any way to go. Any vintage is fine. Let's talk about you a little bit, uh, about your history, and what was kind of your aha moment when you realized you want to kind of carry on your family's tradition in the wine industry? What, when did that happen for you? So I've always loved the wine world, and I grew up in a family of winemakers. Uh, my great-grandfather, my grandfather, everybody in, in the family was involved into the wine, I guess, because we were born in the original era of Prosecco in the province of Treviso. So 90% um, of the people are into the wine world there. And we're in, um, just for our listeners, we're in northeastern Italy, right? And we're Exactly. Is. So we are in a little province in the northern eastern part of Italy, about half an hour away from Venice. Perfect. That will be the closer, biggest city to us. Uh, so I've uh, always loved wine. However, I studied political science in the UK. And while I was studying in my last couple of years, I've taken the sommelier course. I graduated a sommelier. And then I've started taking the W set and I've got mm. more, more involved into wines and wines became my passion. And so I started to work at my family winery after soon after I graduated and I started traveling the whole world as a brand ambassador for the company. And I loved it. I loved how this business involves a lot of happy people, enthusiastic, passionate, right? Passionate, passionate about wines. And so I've, Work in the winery since then, and I love it. And um, my project for the future will be working in the winery. And now, now I'm in charge of two markets, so two English-speaking countries, the UK and the US, which I love it. That's great. Uh, I love that. Yes. So, would you say education was kind of the spark? That I think got you. Yeah, I think education was mm, the trigger point. Yeah, I would say in my. Uh, starting career when I realized, okay, I love politics. Do I want to go in politics in Italy? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> right. So mm. why don't I try to follow the family business? Mm. And I, I, I'm deeply in love with it now. That's great. Do you did you prefer the CMS the Psalm route or the WSET? And they're a little different, but which do you prefer? That's kind think, of a hard question. I think the Italian sommelier course give you a very deep understanding of Italian wines and French wines. However, WSET is more um, comprehensive, global. 
So I think a combination of the both um, really gives you a deep understanding of the wine world. Awesome, yeah. Okay, so and so a lot of our listeners, I think we it would uh, behoove us to know a little bit of the difference between just champagne method wines and you know the tank Charmat method, right? For prosecco, could you talk about that uh, for a little bit? Yes. So there are two different methods. The Prosecco method is called Charmat or Martinotti. And the Champagne method is called Champenois. So there are two different methods because, uh, um, first of all, the fermentation in Charmat method, so in Prosecco method, happens in the tank, whereas the fermentation in Champenois method happens in the bottle. And that is the main difference among the two categories. So Prosecco is all about freshness. Charmat method is all about freshness. And uh, Champenois method is about aging. Mm-hmm. Aging and lees aging, and right? Leasing. Aging on the lees, which is uh, oh, the dead yeast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're the dead yeast cells that can kind of add some like toasty, biscuity type of things. Oh, okay. Exactly. Where Prosecco, we're kind of focused on freshness, right? On fruitiness, freshness, uh, floral aromas, and that that is why I never suggest to age your Prosecco. You're supposed right. to buy it and drink it. Enjoy it. And maybe buy a second bottle, yeah. but definitely yeah. not be <laughs> <case>. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's um let's talk about that because you you Villa Sandy has Il Fresco, which I think means a little fresh guy, right? A little freshy. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you guys, I think this is really, really cool. You you refrigerate or freeze the must, right? So the must, you know, is pre before it's fermented. Right. Mm-hmm. So they freeze it and then um so normally the way it would work is it's fermented in, in the fall at harvest uh-huh. and it's turned into Prosecco and you, it sits and you sell it. How did you guys, how is it different when you freeze it? So we free, so we refrigerate it at zero degrees Celsius. That will be around 32 Fahrenheit. And during this process, we stop the fermentation happening soon after we harvest. So we preserve the juice fresh throughout the year until the next harvest. So by doing that, we, um, do the fermentation from juice to wine and wine into alcohol multiple times per year, as opposed to just uh, bottling the wine in October or November and keep it in the warehouse until the following vintage. So we produce every day of the year to guarantee a very fresh product because, as we said before, freshness is the key in Prosecco. So our Prosecco, we call it as fresh as possible. That's so cool. Makes sense. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that many other people are doing that, right? That's really Oh, um, we are as far as I'm aware, we are the only producer who adopt this method for all our bubbles for from the blanc de blanc all the way to the cartizze, the single vineyard prosecco. It's made this way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they called me Il Fresco in high school. That was oh, my fresco. nickname. <laughs> okay. Il Fresco. Yeah. <laughs> A little fresh guy. <laughs> um so I'm really excited today to talk about the uh well, your rose. Prosecco rosé and Prosecco rosé in general, because it's a fairly new category, right? Um, can you talk to us about that? I know you guys have made a rosé style, but this new, uh, the new, you know, um, DOC or DOCG is that's a, a fairly recent thing, right? Yes. Yeah, so, in uh, as producer of Prosecco, we've been uh, trying to get the authorization to produce Prosecco rosé for many years, and finally in 2019. Uh, we had the confirmation from the consortium of Prosecco DOC. Uh, so now we are allowed to produce a Prosecco DOC Rosé. Um, it has to have uh, the vintage on the label. So to make sure all the grapes come from the specific year. 
And then also there's a specific requirement in terms of the blend. So it has to have minimum of 85% of glera. Glera is the name of the grape that we use to produce Prosecco. And the 15% is Pinot Noir. Yeah, Pinot Nero, right? Pinot Noir, yeah. Mm. Cool. And what does, so what does Pinot Noir add to, to the blend? What does it add? So it's a Prosecco-style bubble with a touch of Pinot Noir, so a touch of nice acidity, uh, roundness, and especially in terms of flavor profile, you get some strawberries, red fruit, uh, cherries. Um, in our Prosecco Rosé, it's brut, so it's lower in residual sugar. Mm. I think, yeah, yeah, that would be the style I gravitate to. That's um, Lower sugar. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, what was I about to ask you? Oh, and could you tell us a little bit about just the difference too in, in bubbles in the bubbles from, from champagne versus Prosecco? Yes, bubbles in Prosecco are very fine, persistent, small, and almost creamy in the palate. Mm -hmm. um, and that is because they're fresh, uh, we, because we refrigerate the must. And in champagne, bubbles tend to be a little bit... Uh, consistent, a little bit bigger, uh, a little bit, um, I wouldn't say aggressive, but to give you an idea, they're a little bit more in your face. Yeah. Or the, where Prosecco bubbles are a little lighter, I guess. Lighter, I yes. Yeah. Lighter, bouncier. Yeah. Bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I know certain um, like sparkling waters have different like types of bubbles, you know, San Pellegrino is like yeah. more of a lighter and then you get a LaCroix is more of a I don't know, aggressive bubble, but what, what, uh, what's what's your style? Are you an aggressive bubble guy? I'm or a light, I like the light, so light I think bubble, the uh, yeah. Prosecco would, you know. Okay, cool. Be up my alley. Uh, so let's do some kind of some fun questions here. If you had to text me about this beverage, but your phone is messed up, so you can only text in emojis, how would you, what would you text me? I will text an apple, a strawberry, uh, cherries, and maybe the emoji of um, the beach with the palm tree. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Class. I love it. So, so yeah. because with this, so is your ideal pairing for this the beach then? Yeah. Prosecco Rosé reminds me so much about sunny days, uh, not necessarily on the beach, but even on a nice patio mm -hmm. or while doing uh, entertaining friends, yeah. uh, barbecue. Prosecco is good in every time of the year, I think. It, we drink it for Christmas, but I'm the first one that drinks a lot of Prosecco on the summertime, on the beach. Mm, right. Uh, so that is that is why it reminds me straight away of nice sandy beach, uh, beaches. What? Uh, so what Netflix or bingeable series would you pair with this wine? If I had to think about on top of my head, I will say The White Lotus, second season. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that is a incredible show. Yes. Funny and good, dramatic and funny. A lot of fun. And it's uh -huh. filmed in Sicily. Of course. Uh -huh. So um, that's, a, that's a question. Do people drink, I mean, people all over Italy drink Prosecco, but do you do, do, you, uh, do they drink more in certain areas versus mm. others? Well, Veneto. Yeah. Everybody drinks Prosecco because that is where uh, it comes from. Right. However, everywhere in Italy, um, you can drink Prosecco. In fact, if I remember right, in the Wild Lotus, um, there's a scene where they're serving Prosecco on yeah. the pier. Um, oh, that's cool. Yes. 
So yeah, you would think because you know it's further south, it's warmer, right? It's perfect prosecco weather, and they're probably not making too much sparkling wine in the south of Italy, right? They are, but majority of them are made in traditional methods, so right. it will be champenois methods, so different style of bubble. Gotcha. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And so just to talk a little bit more about everything you made, you you make the Cartizze, which is your base, kind of like your flagship wine, right? Yes. Uh, Cartizze is our single vineyard um, Prosecco, called Cartizze, because it comes from this uh, very tiny amount uh, of 1.6 hectares into the Cartizze estate within the Valdobbiadene region. Um, we've been producing our Cartizze for 14 years. Uh, and it's, uh, it was one of the first cartizze to be produced in a brute style because normally cartizze, uh, the majority of them are dry or extra dry. So that means they're higher in residual sugar. Right. Our cartizze is brute. Okay. Mm. okay. And then you've got also, you've got kind of like your Prosecco, although Biadene, right? Just kind of that's the, the middle. You know, how, the, how is the, that different? So we have the Valdobbiadene, which is the second in line from Cartizze. So it comes from the hills of Valdobbiadene DOCG. And uh, uh, the DOCG is a smaller area of production compared to all the DOC of Treviso, where we source our Il Fresco that we talked before. Uh, so the Valdobbiadene will be more fruity, more deep uh, in a lot of tropical fruits, stone fruits, uh, um, floral notes. Uh, it will be something that I would enjoy um, with a nice meal. Mm -hmm. And Il Fresco is more for an everyday, uh, any time of the of the day, for a brunch, for an aperitive. Il Fresco is my favorite, is my go-to. And um, I do a lot of teaching to, to teach WSET and whatnot. And that's the Prosecco I used to, to teach as well. But it's also, it's under $20 and it's uh -huh. so good. For that and like you said it's it's il fresco you you, you it's they refer you know they freeze the must that mm -hmm. makes all the difference i feel like you can do it to order right yes exactly so it's made on demand yeah so cool um well do you have any cool projects to tell us about in the future there's always projects that we are <laughs> um thinking about uh so stay tuned there will be news in the future perfect perfect okay. And do we want to try the kazoo song? Do we want to do Let's some sort of- Let's give it a go, because so, if it's bad, we can always chop it out. So let me let me give you guys an update here. I blew our 2024 budget, the podcast budget, on a kazoo. A single uh, kazoo. A $9 kazoo from Amazon. So, <laughs> so I've got this kazoo now. We can't, we always want to, we always ask people what their walk-up or at-bat song is, but we can't afford the rights to any song. No. So we're thinking if we could hum it, that would be maybe so maybe that that's how you we we you're going out song yeah right like this mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. so do you have any song requests? I was thinking maybe you shook me all night long from ACDC. Oh <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? that was... <laughs> yeah, 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 right on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, there's a big old edit button, button yeah. so we can get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> All of this. Well, the kazoo was a failed project. Oh, well, where, where's the trombone? I, I forget. Yeah, let's yeah. try one. Oh, <laughs> we'll take it then. All right. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm taking a bow. So, if I was in Italy, where um, would I travel to to visit the winery? 
you will travel to Venice Airport. It's the closest airport to us, about a 40 minutes drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would stay somewhere uh, in Valdobbiadene. We also have a small hotel with a nice restaurant. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh, and it's called Locanda Sandy. Um, and then there are a lot of cute, nice hotels in the area, a lot of things to do, uh, visit wineries, uh, uh, visit local towns uh, around the area. And after, of course, you you do the must because you should go to visit Venice first. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And Verona. Yeah, Verona. Mm. Verona is beautiful. Yeah. It's the town of Romeo and Juliet. And it's kind of like a mini Rome. I like to, well, because it has the... Coliseum, Col- yes, the arena, arena, yeah, yes. and it's got it's got it, it's got it all, huh. and it's kind of I think it's maybe two hundred thousand people or so, so it feels it feels like a small town, but there's a lot of people. Exactly, place. yeah, great place, very cool. We'll go, okay. Bobby. We yeah, put it in the budget now that yeah, the kazoo. Say, <laughs> maybe you can return that. Maybe and... We have to double or triple this <laughs> our kazoo budget to to make the trip, but it would be worth it. Yeah. Um, well, cool. I think I, I think this was a, a really great interview um, and yeah. learning about. Prosecco Rosé, which will probably be, we'll see a, a lot more of it, mm-hmm. um, right, in, in the oncoming years because it's so delicious. This, this, by the way, is a really, really delicious wine. We've got it in front of us, mm-hmm. and you're right with the strawberries and the cherries and the red fruits. So if you like, if you're a Prosecco drinker, but you also want to experience some of those red fruits, this is the way to go. And it pairs with everything. That's great. Um, exactly. So, Eva, thank you so much yes. for joining us today. Thank you. And talking to us about your um, your family's wonderful wines. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you Cheers. for having me. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Salute. Salute. If you love what to drink, would you please hit the follow button, give us five stars if your heart will allow it, and leave a review with any pairing or person you'd like to hear from in the future. Thanks for listening.